Thanks for listening to this teaching from City of Life Church. Check out www.col.tv for more great teachings, service times, and information on upcoming events. Now, let's join the service already in progress. I'm going to close down our series called Make the Hope of Jesus Known, or actually called Where Hope Lives. (laughs) Uh, Where Hope Lives is about our vision statement at City of Life. And here's the vision statement. To make the hope of Jesus known by building a large Christ-centered church, transforming culture through creativity, and empowering ordinary people to lead others and to live dynamically for the cause of God's kingdom. I don't have time to recap anything. Go back and watch the other podcasts if you want to recap. I'm not giving any of any of this stuff. But here, I'll, I'll do this right here. Uh, Acts 4.13, that's my text scripture. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. I want you to key on that middle phrase right there. They were unschooled. Read that next part with me. Ordinary men. One more time. They were unschooled, ordinary men. Now, I want you to look at the person next to you, and you're probably going to offend them uh, by saying what you're going to say. So you should enjoy this if you like pain. Okay. Look at the person next to you and say, you are ordinary. Uh, That's just the worst. That's the worst. We hate hearing that. Why? Because we spend most of our lives trying to be extraordinary, trying to be better than average, above average. But what's awesome about this scripture is it kind of changes our perception of what ordinary means. What these guys are saying when they're looking at Peter and John is they're saying they have this incredible power on their life. They have this incredible authority to speak and chains are broken and people are healed and the power of God is moving through them, but there's nothing special about them. There's nothing so unique about them. I mean, apparently they didn't look like you know, Brad Pitt and George Clooney going and doing a bunch of stuff because they would go, they're ordinary, other than the fact that they're incredibly good looking. No, they're or- it says they're ordinary. They're just ordinary. It's like there's nothing fancy about their clothes. There's, uh, they're not educated with a specific degree. They're ordinary. And that's why I wanted you to look at the person next to you and say you're ordinary because it doesn't hurt to think of ourselves as ordinary. As a matter of fact, it's important that we do recognize that we are ordinary. And and what I mean by that is Matthew chapter five, verse three says, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And what that means is when we come to God, the people that are already broken in their spirit, the people that already realize they can't save themselves, the people that maybe already don't have a ton of confidence in their heart and in their soul, those are the easiest It's the easiest for them to understand kingdom things because God can be their strength. God can come right beside them and empower them to live the life that he has called them to live. That's why you shouldn't resent if you have a very ordinary or even meager kind of upbringing. I've told you guys before, I grew up without hardly anything. We didn't have anything. So I mean, yeah, if you wanna cook some grilled cheese sandwiches for dinner, I'm used to it already. If if you want some tomato soup and a sandwich, I grew up like that, I can rock with that right now. Okay, so when you grow up with kind of an ordinary life, what what this is saying is that it's easy for us to get the gospel. It's very complicated when you're above average. It's very complicated to come to God when you're rich. It's not impossible. 
I say this regularly and I do it on purpose because I want you to get it. It's very difficult to come to God if you're so good looking or so charismatic or so accomplished. Why? Very few people are willing to lay all that down at the cross. Why? You've worked so hard to attain it. Very few people are willing to lay their, and, and their, their power, their influence, their money, all the things that Jesus requires us. He, he doesn't suggest it. He requires it, us. That's why the rich young ruler that came to Jesus, he said, how can I be saved? He said, well, obey all the commandments. He goes, well, I already do that. He goes, then give what you have to the poor. What was he doing with this guy? He saw that this guy didn't have a problem fulfilling the, the duties of religion. He was actually good at it. He had learned not to cuss, not to watch uh, you know, sh shows that he shouldn't watch, not to go out and you know, mess around with people that he shouldn't be hanging out with. He knew all those things. He lived the, the, the nice Christian life. But what Jesus discerned is he discerned in his spirit, you're not willing to lay down your influence. So it's very difficult. So we have to come to God ordinary. And if you're not ordinary, if you're extraordinary, you better make yourself ordinary. Why? Because the Bible tells us straight up that in Matthew 20, it says, here it is again, the great reversal, many of the first ending up last and the last first. It's saying that the people that come to God poor in spirit, God's going to move them up the chain. And the people who come to God with everything, he's going to move you down the chain. So you better figure out how to do that reversal in your life. You better make sure that if, you're, if you have nothing in your spirit, stay there. If you got everything in your spirit, break yourself. Because if you don't, God will. Why? 1 Corinthians 1.27 says, God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. The weak things of this world to shame the strong. So if you're here today and you're ordinary, and there's nothing that stands out about you, that's okay. You don't have to be all this stuff on the outside for God to get it. Did you know that a lot of people, a lot of theologians actually... I've read dialogue. I don't even know how they found this stuff, but there's a lot of people that think Paul, the apostle Paul was ugly. Like I'm, I'm hearing that, yeah, Paul did, was, I mean, it's, it's so funny to hear like stuffy theologians, like he was not good looking. It's like, well, actually what is good? Like, I mean, how do you really, def how do you have that in a scholarly conversation? But these guys are going back, oh, Paul was ugly and, and no one liked the way he looked. So, I mean, that's out on the table. I mean, hey, you might be here today. Maybe you don't have great looks. Maybe the looks is not your thing. I don't know. Uh, but maybe you got something else that you, you do. You got something else you can use for the kingdom. As a matter of fact, you know, if, if, you, if you love the way you look and you're just kind of obsessed with that, that could be a big pitfall for you in your life. You're going to have to learn how to take all the things that are giftings in your life and to also lay those at the feet of God to be ordinary. But at City of Life, the reason it's in our mission statement, empowering ordinary people. And we have to be ordinary. Empowering ordinary people. That's the key word. Jesus said in Acts chapter 2, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. What he's saying is when the power of the Holy Spirit comes on you, he empowers you to be extraordinary. He takes the ordinary, and when he touches it, the ordinary becomes extraordinary. So we're allowed to be ordinary. All we got to do is come to him ordinary. He's not going to leave us that way. But at City of Life, our mission 
is to make the hope of Jesus known by building a large Christ-centered church, transforming culture through creativity and empowering with what? The power of the Holy Spirit. Empowering with what? With teaching that is biblical, with classes that will help you and your family, with, with worship that engages you with heaven, with missional living that causes us to go out in the community and change people's lives, with, with locations all over the place where we're making the hope of Jesus known in brand new areas. We're empowering ordinary people to lead others. I can't think of a better example than these amazing, you know, elder leaders that are up here today. We're, that's literally, we're empowering people to lead others. And that is the goal through our growth track and all the things we do. We want to empower you. To, and, and, and you say, well, I'm not a leader. Of course you are. I mean, just look at someone next to you. You already told them they're ordinary. Now build them up and say, you are a leader. You are a leader. Why? If you weren't a leader, Jesus would not have been able to give us the great commission. Go into all the world, preach the gospel, make disciples, baptize. What is making disciples? It's leading. Did you know the etymology of the word lead? The origin of that word lead is a guide who goes out in front of. So that's what you're supposed to do spiritually with people. You're a guide that's supposed to go out in front of people, say, hey guys, this is how you know the Lord. This is what I've learned in my life about Jesus. Come over here, it's great over here. And then you go out there and you go a little further, say, hey, come to this next level. This is, now this, you just got the grace part. Now this is the generosity part. We wanna start giving our lives away to other people. And they come here and you move forward and you say, this is the power of the Holy Spirit up here. Look what you can do when you start believing that God is faithful enough and big enough. And what you're doing, you're constantly leading. You're a guide that's going out in front of. Empowering ordinary people to lead others and live dynamically. Come on, somebody say, I live big. I love that about our church is we do not ever try to limit people's dreams or vision. We want to be the people that empower you to go for everything God has called you to go for. Last week, I talked about transforming culture through creativity. Some of that has to do with the dreams that he has put in your heart to release into this community, to release into your families, to release all over the world, big ideas. We want you to live a huge life, a dynamic life. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. That's what living dynamically looks like. It's an abundant life, abundant in your family, abundant in your job, abundant in your conversation, abundant when you're wearing your favorite jersey to church. Can I get an amen from some cowboy fans in here today? It's just living big. It's having a great time in your life, whatever it is you're doing. And you know what? My, my friend that I was telling you about that called me yesterday, I love him very much and he's going through a tough time and I'm, I'm joining with him in, in my faith. But one of the things that I love about him very much is even in the request, pastor pray for me, there's joy in his voice. Why? He knows how to live big. He knows how to live big and how to not let one thing destroy who he is. Why? There's a foundation there. And, and that's inspiring to me. It makes me want to live big in everything I do. Doesn't it make you want to live big in everything you do? This concludes the teaching. If you'd like to support what God is doing here at City of Life, click on the Give button at www.col.tv or text a dollar amount to the number 855-997-6900. We hope you'll join us again.